Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. Good morning. Good morning. Today we're talking about the two biggest deals out on August 1st, which were the Fast and the Furious, the action-packed Fast and the Furious Hobbs and Shaw film. Yes, spin-off of the franchise. And Ophelia, a reimagining of Shakespeare's Hamlet. So let's kick it off. Right, here we go. Should we start with Fast and the Furious? I okay. wasn't sure. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just deep dive into this. Tim and I usually do this thing where we, we see the films together, but we don't discuss them straight afterwards. We save it for the podcast. I just don't want to talk to you. But I could see your face. I yeah. can guess what you thought about it for your face. Uh, what, tell me. What was my face telling you? Your face was very deadpan. It was very unimpressed. Look, we, we both went into this movie mm-hmm. uh, knowing what to expect to a certain extent, I think, mm-hmm. that it was going to be... High octane action. Mm-hmm. It was going to be crazy. It was going to be fun. Mm-hmm. All those things, which in principle it was. But Lee's got a note here that just says plot line. <laughs> and I said to her, nothing else? Like, could you not find one? Or is it just a talking <laughs> point? Well, there wasn't really much of a one. I think, and we'll try, we'll keep this spoiler free because there was some pretty cool stuff that happened in this movie. Yeah. But in terms of pacing, and where characters ended up really didn't make sense. So the sister, so Jason Statham's sister. Played by Vanessa Kirby. She's great. Like her career is so like left, right, left, right. She does things all like so many different roles and from mm-hmm. period dramas to anything. And sit out of the park. Yeah, she's a great screen presence. She was actually probably the best thing in that movie. Mm-hmm. Things that happened to her, it's, uh, I don't know how to explain. Like when she 
she kept on getting captured, released, captured, released. Mm. And I was wondering how that just kept happening. Because like, <laughs> it just, no one else, there seemed to just be no peripheral vision of any other characters or circumstance or consequence. It was just Hobbs, Shaw and her mm. in all these really controlled, safe, secure environments. But somehow it was like, yeah, fuck it, let's just get out of here. And or, mm. yeah, anyway, her, how she ended up in her situation didn't make sense. Why she mm. couldn't explain herself, why she wasn't given the opportunity to explain herself. Mm. Would have meant we didn't, we wouldn't have had a movie, but it was just hard to kind of, it was a hard pill to swallow because I really didn't know what was going on. On the flip side, go on. I'm going to drop a bomb and say I absolutely enjoyed it. I had a great time. I had, why? I had a great time. And normally I don't enjoy the Fast and the Furious films. I'm a little bit over them. The first couple I enjoyed, but the last six or whatever, I was really not into. So I was very surprised that I found this so entertaining. Right. But all those things you're saying are absolutely correct. It's absolutely ridiculous. The plot yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. And you lo- the plot disappears yeah. in the first act. Yeah. But you need to switch off and just enjoy the ride. And absolutely. As The Rock says, just enjoy it. We shared a few glances, <laughs> groans, eye rolls during the movie. Chuckles. Chuckles. A lot of chuffles, actually. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like, all right, like it, no, it knew the type of movie it was making and you just had to go with it. Like, I agree with you there. Mm. Was this a great movie? No. Was it a fun <laughs> action romp with great banter between Dwayne and Jason? Yes. So I think it will find a big audience. They're yeah. very loved characters within the fabric of the mm. Fast and Furious franchise and this is the first spin-off of that franchise as well. So it had a lot to prove. Yeah. But heck, they went big big in this movie. And Jason Statham and The Rock have great chemistry. They have that great banter between them. It's sort of like a buddy cop feel. I did think they overplayed that a little bit sometimes. There were a lot of scenes where it was just close-ups of their faces trading insults at each other, which Mm. people love, but there was a lot of it in the movie. Do you think um, because these guys were uh, part of an ensemble cast in in the franchise... That snackable banter mm. spread out thin across the two-hour movie is probably where, do you think that's where it should continue to live rather than having their own movie where that's just constantly churning? It just felt a little far-fetched. <laughs> I say far-fetched, the whole movie was far-fetched. But it felt it felt very far-fetched that these two were called upon to save the world. Because oh, the hell yeah. in terms of the storyline, I thought it had similarities to it, like a James Bond storyline in the sense that it Fast and the Furious is about stopping local crime syndicates or and it, they get bigger and a bit international in the later movies, but generally it's not a worldwide save the world kind of situation, whereas in this one it was very much they have to save the world from a, a tech-obsessed crime syndicate. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and with like this superhuman who... Played by Idris Elba. Oh, and brilliantly. Actually, mm. I completely forgot about he... he He's a great action star. Mm-hmm. And every time I saw him in the movie, I was thinking, yes, Bond, yes, Bond. Like, you and I mean, obviously he'd tone it down a little bit. Yeah. But he just has like that physicality about him and he's so intense, I guess. And but he's hard. Yeah, and suave, totally. His character was fucking bonkers though. Like mm-hmm. he was a superhuman. Mm-hmm. Is that something that happens in the... Fast and Furious no. franchise. So again, that's this is why you think it's more of a Bond-like. Yeah, it, was, it took it in a completely different direction yeah. to the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, and I guess Fast and Furious is about making family out of your crew. This one was more about literally going back to your roots and rebuilding your blood family so the, the Rock or Hobbs 
goes back to Samoa, which is actually Hawaii, standing yeah. in for Samoa. Yeah, but it was so obviously Hawaii. <laughs> it was so obviously Hawaii. Uh, and he goes back home and has to rebuild his relationships with his family and get them to help him. And then also down shore, Jason Statham has to rebuild his relationship with his sister. Mm. We also get a cameo from Helen Mirren. Which, yeah. You know, I don't think that's a spoiler. Obviously, she yeah. plays his mother. His mother, yeah. She's always great. There are a couple of cameos, which we're not going to spoil for you. No, they're so good. Mm. Well, sorry, one in particular. <laughs> I was going to say the cameos felt very self-indulgent. Oh, well, yeah. There are a few people that pop up in this film. You'll get a kick out of it, for sure. Three. I believe there was three. Who was it? Who's the third one? <laughs> we can't oh, say. I'm trying to squeeze it out. We that can't say. There's, there's a three that pop up and... Really, they have nothing to do with the film, but they're very self-indulgent for The Rock. Mm. He's obviously squeezed them in there for... For sure. Yeah. And I wonder if this, it actually adds a bit of, like, a bit of line shade for the, for the next movies in the franchise. Mm. Like, are they going to be in Fast and Furious 9, which they're currently filming? Like, are they going to pop up in there as established characters now? No, I don't think so. I, I feel like they feel a bit pointless. They well, really just... Pointless. They're pointless. They were completely pointless. But I actually quite enjoyed them because mm. it just added something different. Yeah. Overall, this film is exciting, action-packed, ridiculous, over the top, really over the top. Mm. But I found it entertaining. Mm. Do you feel like it was much about the cars? I mean, the McLaren no. featured quite strongly. So they, were, they really did change the tone of what is, inverted commas, a Fast and Furious spinoff. Yes, this felt more... As I said, like a James Bond film, yeah. it's more about the people and the action that they were going through. There was a lot less impressive stunts with cars, I thought, or mm. well, the cars themselves doing impressive things. Until, it was all like, like the rock. final act. But even then, the it helicopter, was, like yeah. that was. But even then, ridiculous. But even then, that was more about the rock mm. and a bit of clever driving rather than a car doing something really tricky and impressive. Yeah, fair call. Mm. I feel like even though the action was good, but heck, some of it was just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like them jumping out of the building. That was... That's in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. Yeah, they jump out of the building and run down the side. Yeah, but it's more than just like what they do in the end. Like, (laughs) like, fuck me. But anyway, that kind of set you up going, okay, we're going to see more of this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we did. Yes, we did. It was over the top, action-packed, just... Switch off your brain and enjoy the ride fun. Definitely. I gave it three popcorn kernels. Okay. What did you think? Um, I, look, I'm going to give it two and a half popcorn <laughs> kernels. Sounds about right. Put my case forward. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, another one I saw this week, which is also out on August 1st, is Ophelia, which is a reframed story of Shakespeare's Hamlet told from the perspective of his lover Ophelia, played by Daisy Ridley. Uh, it also stars Naomi Watts as the vain Queen Gertrude, Hamlet's mother. George McKay as Hamlet, who we're going to see in this upcoming 1917 film, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. And he's also in the true history of the Kelly gang, which is underway at the moment. So in the Aussie film, he's going to be playing Ned Kelly. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we also had Clive Owen as Claudius. Great so, cast. Yeah, great cast. And it was a very... It was a very enjoyable movie. It was very well done. It had great music, which added a bit of a modern edge to it. It was sort of modernised. The language was a little bit modernised. still had Shakespeare's vernacular in there, but it's brought into the 21st century. Right. Well. And, and that's it, a great thing about Shakespeare mm-hmm. is that those things happen with his writing and his text where they're open to creative mm-hmm. interpretation. Yeah, and it's, it's timeless. 
so Daisy Readily was delightful as Ophelia and it was really interesting the way they focused on her story, which you wouldn't really know much about. She was Hamlet's lover and also Queen Gertrude's lady-in-waiting. And it's not even about how she sees the events of Hamlet, if that makes sense. It's really very much her story, mm-hmm. which I loved. It was like a feminist retelling and the sort of egotistical battles that are synonymous with Hamlet, where he's, you know, fighting his evil uncle for the crown and all that kind of thing, really took a back seat. They were there and you got to see them and yeah. feel them and you see that bits context. of them. Yeah, you need the context, but it was it was very much her story and I think that was just so great for anyone who's ever felt like a footnote in someone else's story. It was a really great film. I really enjoyed it. Daisy Ridley was delightful. She was just the right mix of a young woman coming of age and an intelligent, mature feminist for the era without being out of place, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, really great. And uh, I gave it three and a half popcorn kernels. Oh, that's good. So get out there and see it. Excellent. Uh, Should we dive into some movie news? Yes. So thanks for listening to our Lion King uh, podcast. Mm. Uh, That's actually been our most successful one. So, yeah. Uh, So thank you, everyone, for listening. That's great. It's uh, kicking a lot of goals. So it, it had a huge $185 million North American opening and it had made $41 million in Australia. In, in just two weeks. Two weeks, which mm. is crazy. Um, and I made a call on the podcast saying it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't cost a billion dollars. Ah. It's already done it yeah. uh, like a week ago. It's made more money than Spider-Man Far From Home and Toy Story 4 yeah. in, in a very, very short period of time. As I said, you know, the critics... Don't love it, but the audiences do. They do. And, just enjoy And they keep coming back. So, mm. you know, it is what it is. I thought that it might, I thought word of mouth would have impacted it, but I think the IP is too strong for, with The Lion King. Disney cannot be stopped. Disney cannot. No, they can't be stopped. Like this year, especially. Yeah. They're already, we're only in August and they've made more money this year than any other year. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, really exciting news about bringing big budget films to Australia. Yes, New South Wales in particular. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll we'll go into a little bit of a um, a list later on. But Thor: Love and Thunder, which was one of the Marvel Phase Four movies announced at Comic Con, mm. um, will film in New South Wales in Sydney actually with uh, at Fox Studios. Very exciting. And you were saying how only recently how you'd like to see a resurgence with Fox, Fox Studios. Studios. Yeah. Because it's such a great facility. Yeah. And it had kind of slummed a little. It was an amazing initiative that I think uh, Paul Keating had put into motion. And it, He loved the arts. And it did really well to begin with. And we had Star Wars filmed there and Superman, mm. but it just sort of petered off. Yeah. So this is really exciting because Ragnarok was filmed in Queensland and now we've just snatched it out of the Queenslander's hands. <laughs> It's like a state of origin of film. Yeah, it's a big coup. And, um, oh, and also the other big news mm-hmm. that was announced at Comic-Con is that Natalie Portman is going to be returning oh. as Jane. Yeah. And she's likely going to be taking up the hammer. Yeah, as Lady Thor. Lady Thor, uh, which is insane because her character, the love interest of 
mm. of uh, Thor is kind of play just been kind of pushed aside for yes. a long time since Thor two, and she kind of w- was weaved back into mm. Endgame, but through stock footage and whatnot. There was a little bit of behind the scenes gossip that she wasn't returning for certain creative reasons mm-hmm. and monetary reasons, but it's great that they can get her back in. Yeah, and in a really big way. Mm. So let's see how they weave that story and re- and bring her back into the fold of of Marvel. Or or here, totally here for that. And what's the other film that's going to be filmed here in Sydney oh. from the Marvel Faithful? So we'll also have uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Which is a great. Uh, filmed in Sydney as well, New South Wales. Um, so that's two big Marvel Phase 4. So it, it'll create tens of millions of dollars in the lo- for the local mm. economy, lots of jobs, like hundreds of jobs. So that's really, really good for our, for our industry down under. Yeah. And and speaking of uh, Avengers, Endgame has become the highest grossing film of all time. It, it passed it. Avatar. There was a it. moment there where it was like a bee stick away from <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> but yeah, it took over. And they and they hold, held off announcing that until Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And there, it was a pretty big, yeah. big thing to say. And then going to Marvel Phase 4. Um, so yeah, hats off. It is deserved. That mm. there has not been a film event like that ever. Mm. Will there ever be? Well, we. I always thought Avatar's number was unattainable ever again. I don't even know how it got to that number. To be honest, it was just a film that kept on giving and kept have, on going. We have more Avatar films coming, but to be honest, I don't think they're going to match the level of the first one. I don't think so. I agree, mm. but we'll see. But we might be completely blown away. By Avatar 2, 3, 4, and you never know. Watch this space. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a bit much. Um, sticking with the superheroes, Tom Hardy has indicated on his Instagram that Andy Circus may be directing Venom 2. Yeah, which is cool. I'm surprised they're going ahead with Venom 2, to be honest. Venom wasn't super well received. But it was made... A super lot of money. Yes, of course. That's, mm-hmm. that's there's always a great divide between critical acclaim and what audiences want to see. Yeah, yeah, but that's very exciting because Andy Serkis is a great director. He's also a great character actor, and I think he just brings something really unique to those kind mm-hmm. of films. I wonder if he'll star in the movie because he's he's known to do both. Yeah, which I, I love. Can capture. Anything. Yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye out on that. We'll mm-hmm. report back. Um, this one, this piece of news is something that has been discussed for over a decade, like 12 mm. years since the first Simpsons movie came out in 2007. Mm. So Matt Groening, who is the creator of The Simpsons, uh, he did confirm that there will be a second Simpsons mm. movie and revealed that the first one almost killed the show as 
uh, it used all the same writers and animators and voice actors who were also working on creating episodes mm. and the TV show at the same time. The movie was well received. It mm. made enough money, mm. but it seems like this could be the main reason why it's been so long. Mm. because it did almost like derail the whole Simpsons franchise. But he's kind of bringing this up in the round of context that now Disney own 20th Century Fox. So I'm sure that there's a, you know, Disney love their IP. Now they own one of the biggest. Yeah, he's got got more resources to get it. He's got more resources to get it. Yeah, so I think if it's going to happen, it will happen now Mm. and probably sooner than we think. So we'll see. And I reckon it should be a way that the TV show comes to an end. You think? Mm. You ready for it to end? Although it should play a part in the end. I think it should end as a TV episode, mm. not in a movie, because it needs to really understand where its mm. roots were and it was on the TV. I don't, I don't think we're going to see the end of The Simpsons anytime soon, to be honest. No. Jeez. Okay. So I was really fascinated by this piece of news about Chill Bill Volume 3. Mm. There was a bit of behind-the-scenes barney between Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino based on the first two films. It's come out recently that she felt unsafe in a working environment because she had an accident yeah. in one of the cars. And they released the video of yeah. the car since pretty intense. I'm not sure where their relationship sits now, but maybe they'll be happy to work together again. Yeah, I think so. They're both very vocal artists mm. and I'm sure they'll work it out. Mm. But I think it was how the whole situation was dealt with on the set, I believe. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And he has apologised, I think. Yeah, he has. And just to round off the movie news before we dig into Marvel Phase 4, there has been another uh, injury on a film set, this time mm. on Fast and Furious 9 yep. in the UK, and they halted production. So mm. I'm pretty sure they've kicked it back on now. Yeah. But, I mean, we've reported... It's been Diesel stunt double, but he was oh, the... in an induced coma. Oh, shit. Quite serious. Oh, that is really serious. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they take so much care, stunt coordinators and everything, but things mm. do naturally go wrong. Yeah. And you only need to look at movies to realise that things could seriously mm. go wrong. Um, so let's briefly touch on the Marvel Phase 4 announcements a week ago, a week or two ago at Comic-Con, but we've got we to address it. Yeah, totally. I think it's definitely worth mm. mentioning. Um, we won't touch on the TV shows, no. although it is to note that those TV shows will be weaved into the narrative of the films and they sometimes yeah. will... They're a big um, part of Phase 4. part of Phase 4 uh, in, in continuing stories of certain characters. Yeah. We're going to have a Black Widow movie. I'm just going to list them off. Mm-hmm. Black Widow in May 2020. We're going to have an Eternals movie at the end of 2020, November. Then we come into 2021 with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is meant to have the real Mandarin in there because mm-hmm. there was a lot of controversy about the fake Mandarin that mm-hmm. was in Iron Man mm-hmm. 3. And we will also have a Doctor Strange sequel. And the title really intrigues me. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And Wanda's going to be popping up in there. Yeah, played by Elizabeth Olsen. So her WandaVision TV show will kind of bleed into mm. that Doctor Strange film, whether it be immediately after the events of that or whatever. We'll, we'll just have to wait to find out. Mm. Um, and we've all already discussed Thor, Love and Thunder, which will round out phase four, mm. come out in November 2021. It's quite a short phase. It's two years. There's one, two, three, four, five movies. Mm. Black Panther is also going to be in there somewhere. Yeah, we don't really know. They've announced Black Panther saying Fantastic Four are coming, mm. Captain Marvel 2. Whether or not they slot them over the next two years or they'll be part of Phase 5, we don't really know. Mm. I hope we get Captain Marvel sooner than later because she's very underutilised. Very underutilised, especially after Endgame. Mm. 
It was a little bit of a thud mm-hmm. in what we were expecting her to mm-hmm. contribute. But anyway, so there's a lot of movies to uh, get excited about, a lot of new stuff, a few sequels in there. We are ready. Let's jump into the trailers that came out over the last week. This one is really quirky and really mm. weird. Jojo Rabbit from Taika Waititi. Isn't it a fun trailer? It looks really fun, but also very, very strange. It's written and directed by Taika Waititi, and it's starring Scarlett Johansson, Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson. Like, what a cast. Amazing. And it's about a boy during World War II who has Adolf Hitler as his imaginary friend, played by Waititi. Uh, brilliantly. And he, it's about him having his belief systems challenged when he finds out that his mother, played by Scarlett Johansson, has actually been hiding a Jewish girl. Mm-hmm. I'm just fascinated by what this is. The trailer I, looks bonkers. It does look bonkers. It kind of looks a little bit like Wes Anderson in a, mm, in a way. Maybe, yeah. But Taika Waititi has his own flavour and his comedy is very, very funny mm. and very oddball. And I think that little scene with him by the tree, you know, at the end of the trailer is... Mm. As Adolf, like, it's just going to be something to enjoy. I reckon this movie's going to be great. And when's it out? This is our unboxing day this year. And then we had a trailer for 1917, which has, the plotline hasn't really been widely discussed for this film, but it's a Sam Mendes movie set in World War One. A lot of World War One, World War Two movies coming out. Yeah. Uh, that might be the next theme. There's always been... Goes in waves. Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories to tell within the two world wars, so Mm. we're definitely not going to see them taper off uh, as long as they bring something fresh to it. Yeah, so not not much has been revealed in ways and details about the film, but it stars co-stars Colin Firth. It's coming out in January next year. The trailer reminded me of Dunkirk. Right. Because it had the clicking, ticking clock or something Mm. like that, and and how the trailer was paced, yeah. and it just felt very familiar, and I was like, that's Dunkirk's trailer. Um, also similar to The King's Man, in a way. The new King's Man. Yeah. Oh, the not, not, not the other. No, not the other ones, no. because that's set in World War One. but yeah. Um, yeah. We also got a trailer for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which is about the friendship between children's entertainer Fred Rogers, Mr Rogers, mm. and a journalist that he befriends and helps. It's a feel-good movie starring Tom Hanks, and I just love anything Tom Hanks is in, so I think it's going to be really good. I just want to, like, give him a hug after watching that. Uncle Tom. He's such a likeable man, Tom Hanks, Mm. and to play a character like this who was such a beloved man as well Mm. and had such an impact in people's lives and childhood, um, this should be a really beautiful biopic. Zombieland 2, Double Tap, a sequel to Zombieland, which Mm -hmm. was out a decade ago, which... Yeah. Blows my mind. We've been waiting 10 years for this. I didn't feel much from this trailer. Really? I just didn't really dig it or really understand what. How it's going to further the storyline. Yeah, like what's happened. Mm. But clearly it will have to be 10 years later mm. because Abigail Breslin was a girl in the first mm. one and now she's a young woman. Mm. So the car, it can't be like two years later or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I did like Zombieland. This is dangerous territory for me when you have such a great standalone comedy mm. and, you know, 10 years later they turned out a sequel. And the chemistry of the cast was so good at the time. Brilliant. Can they recreate it yeah. again? Yeah. What I found really funny though and really interesting is that Bill Murray is billed again in this. Oh. Which is really interesting because like spoiler alert, in the first one they kill him. Yeah. yeah. Bill Murray playing himself. One of the <laughs> best cameos of all time. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. So great. So it's interesting that he's actually billed to be in this film again. Maybe I'm, a flashback. I'm really curious to see. All right, well. I did not know that. Mm. Now maybe I am a little bit more excited. 
what have we got coming next week? So August 8th, uh, a few movies, a horror thriller, I guess, um, mm-hmm. Midsummer, which is about a group of friends who head out to Sweden for a yeah. festival of some kind. It looks mm-hmm. really creepy AF and mm-hmm. things go wrong. It's quite a lol movie as well, which uh, horrors, I don't know, because It Chapter 2 is now going to be two hours and 45 minutes. I don't really know if that genre can hold you in suspense for that long. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm hearing mixed reviews about Midsummer at the moment, but um, yeah, go see it I'm going to go see it next week anyway, so I'll let you know what I thought. Also out next week is a couple of Aussie films, Danger Close, The Battle of Long Tan, which is based on a real bloody battle from the Vietnam War. It stars Richard Roxburgh, Travis Fimmel, and it's directed by Coop Stenders of Red Dog fame. This should be really good because yeah. it's quality Australian cast, quality Australian filmmakers. And another quality Aussie film is Palm Beach, yeah. which has the veterans of the Australian film industry starring in it, which is amazing. Sam Neill, Brian Brown, Jacqueline McKenzie, Greg yeah. Scacci. I've caught a bit of their Sam Neill and Brian Brown's um, interviews. interviews. And so it's based on Brian, uh, like a holiday Brian Brown went on. Mm. And it's kind of looking into the lives of older Australians and how they think that they don't have a place and what they're dealing with and mm. all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, having a purpose mm. in the world when you retire and all those things. And Sam Neill, I encourage everyone to follow that man on Instagram. He's a bloody legend. He is so funny, so weird yeah. and wonderful. And he was on Have You Been Paying Attention on Channel 10 mm. um, this week. And he's, he's just grinning from ear to ear. He's having the best time in his life. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. I want him up on the panel every week. Yeah. But anyway, that looks quite good. Mm-hmm. We also have Late Night starring Emma Thompson as a talk show host mm-hmm. who's trying to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling co-star. Mm-hmm. And I love anything Emma Thompson. Oh, yeah. So. Sign me up. I'll be in the cinema to watch that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then rounding out the new releases, a re-release of Rocket Man. These things cringe, make me cringe, but there's a sing-along version, limited release oh, single. These are fun. I, think the- I don't want to hear. I don't want to go to a movie and be like a karaoke. I don't know how I feel about sing-alongs, you know, karaoke in a cinema. I'm mm. just not for it. No, I think it's really fun. And a lot of people love Elton John's music it, and it's only a limited release anyway. This is not going to be in every cinema. You have to probably have a bit of a search to find which cinema it's going to be in. Yeah, probably. Well, will you go and see that then? No. Thought you love sing-alongs. I don't love them. I, I'm from the era where we used to do the sing-along with the Rocky Horror Picture Show sing-alongs at event cinemas on George Street. There used to be like midnight screenings where they would oh play gosh. Rocky Horror Picture Show and you'd sing along to it and it would be interactive and people would dance down the aisles in the costume. Okay, well, see, that's good because then that's a show. That's a bit different. Yeah. I'd go to that. Right. Just to be clear. You wouldn't just sit in a cinema and sing along. Oh, and Joe Blow is tone deaf, like, you know, trying to sing. <laughs> trying to sing Rocket Man. No, not for it. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. We had very exciting films coming up out this week. Yeah. If you want to get high octane action and craziness, go see Hobson Shaw, Fast and Furious spin off. Yep. As we said, it's ridiculous, but it's. Action-packed and really entertaining, if you can switch your brain off. A lot of sequels coming up. Marvel Phase 4 mm-hmm. uh, has rounded out its content lineup over the next two years. So, yep, I think that will do for another week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks. We'll talk to you next Please week. Please talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single one.